Hello, I'm Dean Burnett. For those who don't know me, I'm a doctor of neuroscience, former psychiatry lecturer, award-winning international best-selling science author, industry fellow, and regular go-to pundit for anyone who wants insight about the functioning of the human brain, the most complex object in the known universe. At the risk of being immodest, it would be fair to say I'm considered to be something of an intelligent person. But another thing I am is Welsh. And this always surprises people. I mean, it really shouldn't, given how I was born and raised in Wales by Welsh parents and grandparents and have lived there my whole life. It would be surprising if I wasn't Welsh, and yet people are still startled by it. And you know why? Because being both a smart person and a Welsh person is still widely seen as abnormal or atypical. There are some notable exceptions, sure, but the common portrayal of the Welsh is as a race of lovable but daft parochial bumpkins, who love a cuddle and a sing-song and rugby and drinking, stuck in a time decades behind the rest of the UK who get freaked out by any technology more advanced than a pickaxe. It's wrong, it's insulting, I think it's genuinely harmful, and the worst thing is, it's as much our fault as anyone's. We've internalised this idea of our own limitations and we seem happy to propagate it through much of our output. Well, I've had enough. I'm sick of the Welsh language, the oldest British language steeped in 4,000 years of history, being reduced a little more than a cheap punchline by lazy columnists, or a mere bureaucratic annoyance, where its very right to exist is genuinely debated on BBC Radio by people none of whom speak Welsh. I'm weary of how many TV programmes genuinely seem to think that the only way to portray Wales on screen is in the context of someone non-Welsh moving here and being alarmed and baffled by the ludicrous locals. I'm fed up with the way our rich and diverse and largely unique culture and all the contributions the world Wales has made and is still making are so regularly overlooked or forgotten in favour of lazy, lazy sheep references and trumpeting the word kutch over and over again. So, this is my attempt to show a different side of the story. I've sat down and recorded many insightful, engaging, entertaining and illuminating conversations with artists, scientists, medics, comedians, musicians, journalists, pop stars, authors, athletes, historians, politicians and more. Some may be people you recognise, like Charlotte Church, Matthew Pritchard and John Ronson. Others may be less familiar but have no less a valid contribution to make. The one thing all these people have in common is that they're all Welsh and they have a lot of interesting things to say. I wrote a harvest poem uh, in school. And it got taken to the headmaster, not because it was a really good poem, but because they were worried I'd stolen it from somewhere. How the hell has a Ronda boy come up with these words? But the more I was experimenting with a character, the more it was detracting from the science. So the book started with me doing a short blog piece, I guess, about a boy that made me choose to do intensive care. I was about 10 or 11 years old and I wrote a 12-page Doctor Who script. Um, Tom Baker era. You know, the bards would go to the different courts of the different princes of Wales and they'd have uh, various poems that were about how cool that the, the prince and his ancestors were. So it's like that when you're a kid writing. Your audience is basically people who could beat you up at any time. You know the Welsh are good losers because they've turned wooden spoons into an art form. Which <laughs> is a, a literal truth. But, um, it is true, yeah. Yeah, Thank you for being the first person to ever laugh at that. The character was a bit uh, sweet and naive and a bit tup, which is Welsh word for a bit thick. And, I, and it just made me angry. Because yeah. why should Welsh people always be portrayed as a bit thick, a bit tup? Uh, that actually Alfred Russell Wallace, you know, the forefather of evolution along with Darwin, developed many of his theories in Brincoch, <laughs> in the farm at the top of my road. And then to do shows back to back in both languages, my brain nearly caved. A nice relaxing corpse. Don't cook meth, people. <laughs> Died gloriously at the end. I know some of the funniest people and some of the most creative and cleverest people, uh, and they're from back home. They're, locally, they might do quite well, uh, but they should be doing a lot better than they are.
obviously being a big industrial heartland land, we still have the scars of the industrial past and not only the physical scars in terms of lung health or cardiovascular disease but you know the mental scars as well actually but you'll see wine wilt as a place name which means wild vagina <laughs> uh, libraries give us power then work came and made us free and library culture just a generation or two before i was born was a huge thing Hopefully in my 40s, I would like to study neuroscience and start a heavy metal band. What you just listened to, and what I hope you will keep listening to, is Smart Welsh People. That's the title of my new podcast, where I hope to show a different side of my country folk by simply having a chat with them and showing just how insightful they can be when given the chance. Smart Welsh People, with Dr Dean Burnett. A new podcast in association with the Cosmic Shambles Network, coming soon. Find it on all your regular podcast providers. Diolch yn fawr.